Welcome to Everything's Totally Fine. I'm Allie Hawk, and I'll be your host this week. Every other Tuesday, we bring you people who share stories about their lives. These aren't just any people. They're the toughest we can find. Join us to hear about the times we pretend everything's totally fine. Our guest this week was voted the best person to be stranded on an island with in high school. She was born in Salem, New Hampshire, and went to college at Endicott University on the East Coast. She hated it, but finished anyway. And now she travels and is a freelance graphic designer. It's my pleasure to welcome Courtney Russell to the show. She's barefoot. So I go between excessive planning to very little planning. Originally when I started traveling, I'd be like, okay, I need to know everywhere I'm going, this bus stop, this bus stop, uh, where I'm staying. I'd book all my flights in advance. Where all have you been? Uh, India, and then Malaysia, and Singapore, and Chile, and Peru. And those were all this past year, except for India. And now I'm at the point where I know about everything about the place I'm going to, but I leave actual planning in the moment. So I just got back from Malaysia and I knew all about this mountain I wanted to hike. I knew all about this town, but in the moment I'm planning where I'm staying. I'm planning how long I'm staying there for. So there'll be some days that you're in a foreign country and you don't know where you're going to sleep that night. I try to always when I land in a new place to always have something lined up. That's now like as far as planning as I'll do. Because the worst part about travel is the first like two hours when you land somewhere new and you're leaving the airport and you have no idea where you are. And then if you don't have a place to stay, I've done that once. It was a very bad time. <laughs> yeah, okay. I got to Santiago, Chile and I had been super planned. I was in Patagonia, which is Southern. And I had been super planning about that. So I go to Chile and I'm like, and I get to Santiago and I'm like, you know what? Everyone's making fun of me. I'm not gonna plan. Like, I'm just gonna show up. I'm gonna figure it out. So I show up in Santiago airport. I leave the airport and I'm just like, mm, there's a bus. <laughs> Let's see where that bus goes. A bus to Santiago, yeah. This bus goes to Centro. All right, <laughs> I don't know what Centro is. I have no idea about the neighborhoods. Like I know nothing. You sure you want to go Centro? All right. This goes to Centro. I'm like, mm, yeah. I, mean, I feel like if yeah, it feels like a good idea. <laughs> so then I get on the bus and even the bus driver's like, Centro. Yes. Like, had you no, heard of Centro? Sure. No idea. So now I'm like, maybe so why I don't want to go to Central. Yeah, why'd you keep saying yes? Because you just got to commit at some point. At some point, you just have to commit. And be like, obviously, yes. Centro. And I don't like yes, to look sir. like I don't know what I'm doing, mm -hmm. which sometimes is a problem. So I get on the bus, and I'm just like, okay, I'll look out the windows. And whenever I see a place that looks like it has some hostels outside, I'll just get off at the next stop. And so are you trying to keep, like, stone-faced so that... Yes. Because the bus driver has to think that you yeah. know what you're doing. I know what I'm doing. I'm not some stupid foreigner girl hiking alone with a backpack on her back oh, that God. you've seen a million times Never. before. No. I have no idea what I'm doing. And so I am on the bus, and it's all Native people, me, and then I see one girl with a big backpack like me. And I was like, 
she had a little piece of paper and she kept asking people like, oh, you know what, stop to get off for this place. I'm like, she knows where she's going. I'm following that girl. <laughs> so you don't talk. There's no don't networking. Talk no, no, no networking. You're, she gets off the it's bus. Stalk, it's just stalking. Stalking. So she gets off the bus and I'm like, oh, I dash off the bus and I kind of run after her. I'm like, hey, where are you staying tonight? Because <laughs> I don't have a place to stay. She's from Japan. She's like not very good at English. She doesn't know any Spanish. I know some Spanish. She has a place to stay. I'm like, yo, we're a team right now. <laughs> so I'm helping her maneuver the maps. We're asking people about streets. It's starting to get dark. We finally find this place. This very sketchy door that we finally were like, this has to be the door. We knock, we go in, and there's like a hoarder level like of just newspapers and trash packed up to like my shoulders, just surrounding everything. It is the grossest hostel I have ever seen. And this girl though walks in, she's like, there's my friends, hey! And she's so happy. And I'm like, what? So it's me, six Japanese people, and that's it. And all the Japanese people are shwasted. I have some food in my bag. So I'm like, all right, I can do this. I start cooking up some food. And this one guy is just like staring at me in the kitchen, wavering back and forth, touching me, like caressing my arm. So I was like, I'm leaving. So I left my food on the stove. I didn't even say anything to the girl. I just went, got my stuff, and I go out into Santiago at nighttime now with no idea where I'm going. And then I just walked down the street and I found a great place on the side of the road, went in, it was like the best hostel in Santiago. But you're like, <laughs> you're a white American woman, don't you? I, Terrified. I assume there's just like a flag on my head that says, assault me, like yeah. overpower me, come and take whatever you want from me. Yeah. And that's kind of my attitude going into it. You don't like, do you have a working phone? Do you have any, do you have a lifeline <laughs> in these situations? No. So there's no, you don't have like a helicopter, so like cheap. a flare system. Like <laughs> no. you don't have any fail safe. I need to buy the SIM card to put into my phone. So I only work off Wi-Fi. So if I'm in a hostel and there's Wi-Fi, I can use my phone. Sounds like newspaper place didn't have great Wi-Fi. Oh, I never even tried to connect. I didn't even pay for my bed. Like I left before they even asked for money. I was just like, I'm out, I'm out. Yeah. So in Chile for a month, I'm like, it's time to go. I'm going to Peru. It's really cheap. I need to fly out Peru. You were originally going to fly back home to America direct from Chile. Yeah. But, but that was, I think the cheapest tickets I saw were 1200 If you just cross the border into Peru, out of Lima, the tickets were 400 Bus ride's like 15 US dollars. How long is your bus ride going to be? 15-hour night bus. Oh, gross. To the border, where then I could cross over into Peru. And then from there, I need to get a bus over, but I don't know how that works. I'm just like, I'll figure it out when I get there. Yeah, South so, America border crossing. Yeah, like, fine. So I get on this bus. It's kind of late at night, and it's packed, which I was really surprised about. There's me, maybe a few other travelers, um, and then everyone else is local. And so this guy's sitting next to me on the bus, and he sits down. He wants to talk to me. I was like, okay, this happens a lot when you're traveling alone as a girl. And he keeps introducing himself to me like oh me amos i don't know what it was george and i was like oh hi george my name's courtney and they're like my name is george i was like that's so awesome i actually heard you the first time my name's courtney (laughs) it's great to meet you and then he's like taking out his wallet showing me his id saying my name is george i'm like 
feel like I'm understanding his Spanish. And I feel like my Spanish is okay in this moment. And I'm like, ah, he's drunk. Then he pulls out some beers. He's like, you want the beer? I was like, no, because you're making me very uncomfortable. (laughs) And he's sitting right next to you? Next to me. And I'm just trying to, like, just sleep. And how old would you say George is? Like, maybe 52. So he's there, making me very uncomfortable. I'm just going to, like, turn away, ignore him. To which he starts going, no entiendo, no entiendo, no entiendo. He doesn't understand why I won't talk to him. And I'm like, because you're making me uncomfortable. Once I stop talking to him, George pulls out this giant book, like hardcover book, like my arm's length, and opens it up. And it's all these black and white pictures of old Hollywood actresses, like in the (gasps) 20s. And they're all like their hair and soft lighting. And he's just stroking their faces and then staring at me what <laughs> and then stroke it's flip five pages stroke stare at me and i'm just like <laughs> so like this giant book was among his belongings it just that he's he carrying carries. casually on the bus and so i'm getting to the point where i'm just staring back at him because he's making me uncomfortable so i'm trying to like match it so now on these buses, oh so that's your defense tech like your yes, tactic my defense is technique is to just like stop looking at me <laughs> glare <laughs> Sometimes I get like uh, negatively aggressive, which I don't like. I just I have like a weirdly aggressive reflex. Like yesterday, I was coming back from downtown on the metro, like like at like ten or eleven, mm-hmm. and this man got off. He wasn't on my train, but he like walked towards my train and he saw me mm-hmm. and he pointed at me. <laughs> he was just pointing and and continuing to walk, and I was just staring at him. And then he like walked where I couldn't see him anymore and then the train started moving and so then we caught up to him and he looked at me again and started pointing at me again so then I just like flipped him off and I just like followed him (laughs) flipping him off for and I was like I I don't know why but that's just my reflex yeah no I definitely get that when I'm outside the country which I hate so on these buses there's a guy who comes through and checks tickets and I'm thinking okay maybe he'll notice this guy's drunk and like kind of see them uncomfortable and say something and he sees him's like oh what's up man what they know each other they're having such a good time they love each other so i'm like great like now i'm truly i thought maybe i could get moved no now i'm stuck in the spot i need your passport I'm rudely awoken to the assistant man maybe an hour and a half later. George's best friend. George's best friend. Why do you need my passport? He's like, passport, passport, passport. Okay, I'm not understanding what you're saying. Your Spanish is very fast. I was just sleeping. I don't want to give you my passport. Normally in the situation, I'd be watching what's going on, like kind of get a vibe why he needs my passport, but I was sleeping, so I have no idea what's happening. He's yelling at me, passport. I'm getting angry. I don't understand. I don't want to give you my passport. Everyone on the bus is watching this happen. He's getting super frustrated. I'm super frustrated. Finally, some guy's like, I speak English, <laughs> to which we're both like, what the fuck, man? <laughs> You've been why he's two seats behind, like watching this whole thing happen. He's like, every time you cross a province, like you would with states, they have to, uh, there's patrol and they just want to check the licenses and passports of everyone on the bus. Super simple. 
No one told me. I did not know. So I was like freaking out. So he takes my passport. And you'd been screaming I've at been him. screaming at this man like, no, like, I don't know who you are. You can't have my, like, that's the number one thing. Don't abandon your passport. And so he has everyone's IDs in my passport. And it's casual. He keeps it for the whole bus ride. Like the 12 hour bus ride. And you're so, how many more hours do you have left on this bus? So that was like about halfway. Okay. when I realized when I was awoken. And then I just spent the rest of the bus ride like trying to sleep, ignoring this guy, ignoring the attendant who comes by, like just trying to ignore everyone, get through this. So I get to Peru, it's now like six o'clock in the morning, not Peru, sorry, the Peru border. Mm-hmm. Six o'clock in the morning and I go to the bus station and he get a bus across the border. I have no idea where, I have no idea how this works. Everything's closed. So I'm like, okay. Six in the morning, all the bus stops are, all the bus places are closed to buy bus tickets. What am I gonna do? Six thirty, some guy shows up at one of them. It's open. I see they're like going to across the Peru border, so I talk to him. Side note, he had a nice rat tail that I was like really into. <laughs> and he, this guy, was like so amazing. He goes, "This is the bus you need. This is how much. Buy it now." He's like, "I'm gonna take your bag. I'm gonna keep it in the back room. Don't worry about your bag." Go sit over there. I'm going to come and get you when it's time. Like, don't even worry about time. I'm going to find you. I was like, I'm so kind of you. Were there tears you'd been? I was like on the verge of tears. Like, thank you. I think it was two and a half hours later. He finds me. He's like, it's time. You have to go for your bus. He has my bag on his back. Like, he's carrying my bag. He's like, where is it? He's like, I'm going to bring you there. So he walks me outside of the bus station. You have to go across the street. It's like a whole nother bus station. He's walking. Everyone's seeing him with this little gringo girl carrying her bag, (laughs) being like, oh, man what are you doing and he's like ah stop it like and he's just taking care of this getting ready to get on the bus he's like okay where's your visa i'm like my visa (laughs) he's like yeah like your visa they stamped it when you came in then you stamp it when you leave i was like i don't have like i don't know i have no recollection of having a visa like stupid obviously i had a visa. i have no recollection i'm looking through everything i can't find it he's like helping me go through my whole entire bag on the side of the road to find it we can't find it she's like okay this is what's gonna happen he walks me into a taxi tells the man bring her down to the police station where you can get like a visa like a last minute visa and he's like, this guy's gonna take care of it. We're gonna hold the bus for you. So he has a bus holding. This man in the taxi takes me down, parks, walks inside with me, like talks to them about what I need, gets me the visa, drives me back. Then I find the man again, the original man. The rat tail man. The rat tail man. He's waiting at the bus, like, do you have everything? He's checking it, making sure it's right. I'm trying to communicate to him in Spanish. My mom is so happy you're a person. <laughs> like, essentially, that's what I'm saying. My mom loves you. She doesn't know you exist yet, but she loves you. And then he, like, gets me on the bus, and I cross the border. And, like, wow. And you didn't cry during any of that? I was, like, starting to get to the verge where he's, like, when I was really tired after the bus ride. And then I'm in this place. I have no idea. But then when I got to the point, like, hey, you don't have a visa. You can't leave Chile. You're, like, here illegally, essentially. I was had an odd calmness. I'm just like, well. <laughs> Thank God for Rat Tail Man. Rat Tail Man. And the taxi guy. Yeah, like, he's good, too. Ma- and I think I flew into the States on Mother's Day. So that was, like, my Mother's Day present to my mom. Like, I'm in America. I know you're happy. I'm alive. These two wonderful men helped me. (laughs) But it's just, like, I think a lot of times when you travel, you kind of set up these walls. 
where you think that, oh, that man's gonna steal my bag, or like the taxi driver's gonna pull over and try to get money from me. And there's all these situations where you can get really blocked off to people and really paranoid. And then what I've found is that every time when I'm in a situation like that, of course I'm using my senses. Like if it's not safe, I leave. But most of the time, like people are just like, people I know from home. Like if I saw somebody lost traveling around, like I would try to help them. And if you just like open it up to that, people are more often than not super helpful, or at least trying to be super helpful. Sometimes language is hard, but it's, especially as a solo female traveler, like to get to that point is hard where you are more trusting of people. But I find that when I do it, I'm always so surprised at like how helpful people are willing to be and get me to places <laughs> and not try to kidnap me. <laughs> like, what? What a thought. But so like, convenient. They're yeah. not only not kidnapping you, but they're helping they're you get helping to where you want to go. What? Crazy. <laughs> That's our show. Special thanks this week to Libby Spears and Blueprint Films. As always, our artwork is by Jen Hamilton and music is composed by Danny Janino. If you want to contact the show, email us, hi at etfshow.org, or follow us on Twitter, at etfshow. Thanks for listening.